Sometimes you have to take a look back and see how far you've come in order to take that next brave step in your life. In today's episode, I'm joined by Kimberly Valerie, Jessica Jovanovich, and Tyler Ranala, three extraordinary humans and fellow coaches who have become my really good friends. We're going to talk about our healing journeys and how they can inform our present situation and our businesses and what it looks like to manifest from the future and really leave a legacy for those who have the privilege of impacting. Hey friend, are you ready to take courageous steps to create a life and business you love? Welcome to the Courage Cast. I'm Andrea Crisp, mindset coach, author, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. For years, I was afraid to allow myself to shine. That was until I discovered that I could step into my own power, shift my mindset, and take ownership of my own destiny. Now I coach women across the globe who are ready to own their life and make a massive impact. Each week, I'll share conversations with amazing humans who've been willing to face their fear and pursue their purpose. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice to help you take brave steps in your own life and business. Hello, friend. Welcome to the Courage Cast. My name is Andrea, and I'm your host. And do I ever have a treat for you today? This month, we are in the lead up to the 200th episode, which is a huge milestone in the life of any podcast, but it seems like a really appropriate time to be celebrating because I can feel this shift taking place in my life. And maybe you can too. And lately I've been asking myself, how can I start sourcing from the future and making decisions about my life by asking my future self? I know that sounds a little bit weird, right? But it can be all too easy to stay stuck in our past circumstances and make all of our decisions from those experiences. But when we start to access from the future, the future becomes wide open to us. There are so many possibilities. So today on the podcast, I invited three of my really good friends to join me because of their influence in my life over the past year. And because quite frankly, I love what they're doing in the world. So let me tell you a little bit about Kimberly. Kimberly Valerie is a trained social worker certified in subconscious imprinting, life and success coaching, hypnotherapy, and time techniques. And she's also just introduced the Edge Formula, which is a coaching system Kimberly created out of her own transformational stories that she now shares with others. Jessica Jovanovich is a mindset and manifestation coach, and she specializes in coaching driven women on how to create the life and business of their dreams. As an expert in manifestation, she helps her clients step into their intuition, operate their profound power, and create from a place of ease and flow and let go of the hustle and grind mentality. And last but not least is life purpose coach Tyler Rinala, who is a father to three amazing humans, husband to Mayela, and is impacting so many entrepreneurs and creatives in leaving a legacy for years to come. Friends, I am so excited for you to hear this episode. It has truly been one of my favorites to record. And in the lead up to the 200th episode, it is exactly what we need to hear as we are shifting and expanding our lives to source from the future. Well, I am super excited. We are at episode 199. I've got three of my very favorite humans on this conversation today. I'm so excited. The lead up to the 200th episode, I feel like I'm just going to get a little bit of a clump. I'm looking at your 
like amazing faces. Kimberly Valerie, Tyler Ranala, and Jessica Jovanovich, welcome to the Courage Cast. Thank cool. you. I'm happy to be here. So happy to be here and part of this like journey and just being like helping you take it to this next level, being like really being a permanent part of it. Like, yeah, yeah thank you so much. Cool? Yeah. No, it is my it is my honor to have you guys on. Like when I was thinking about what it what it's going to look like to reach this major milestone in my life, I thought about, you know, who are people that I really feel like have a message to share with the world who are making an impact and maybe making an impact in a different way than each other. Um, but we have been in a cohort together, Fast Foundations Mastermind, for a good part of a year. And I have come to know you each individually and just absolutely adore the three of you. And so I know that you have so much to share with the audience today. We're talking about all about sourcing from the future. And maybe um, people have heard what what that is all about, or maybe that's like a, a term you've never heard before. And we're going to talk about it from three different uh, points of view and from what we can learn in order to actually make decisions from our future self. So I'm going to start with Kimberly. Whoa. And I'm going to start sweating. <laughs> like just, just yeah, yeah, don't worry. I'm already sweating. So <laughs> I'm glad you're going first. Thanks, Kimberly. <laughs> So Kimberly, tell us a little bit about who you are and who you serve. Okay. Thank you. Thanks again. Thank you, Andrew, for allowing me, inviting me to be part of this instrumental moment in your work and personal life, really, because I know it's a work thing, but it really comes from us personally. It comes from our person. So it is all of who we are. So who am I? So I, when I'm asked that question, I sometimes freeze because who am I and what I do are two different things, right? I am a human being. I am a soulful human being. I am all the roles that I play, wife, mother, sister, friend, Grammy, like all those pieces. Um, but what I do and what I've done my whole entire life is I, I, I'm a social worker, a master coach. It didn't matter if I was like, I'm the oldest of five twin. It didn't matter if I was rallying the troops of my siblings and, and taking care of them and leading them um, or out on my own, making my own way. Uh, I have always been, this is going to sound really cheesy, but so I was born a twin and I literally grew next to a human being connected from the moment of conception. We were connected and grew in the space. And it really is where my, um, uh, purpose was was really created in that moment, and that's to connect with other human beings in a way that brings mm -hmm. influence and and power to their lives, whatever that means. So I've just kind of lived that and expressed that in in all that I've done in my life. So now, what I do, I mean, I've been uh, I've had a variety of different functions, but always in a place of bringing expansion new growth, new experiences to wherever I go. So I've kind of a serial entrepreneur and social work. At one point, the funny thing is, is those two things really collided because I was working in this really grassroots social work place. At the same time, I was starting to um, become really involved in business and amass wealth. And so I was really in this really kind of incongruent place, right? And so that was challenging. And over the years, I've just evolved with um, the... Um, uh, invitations that life has given me to evolve. And so now I'm working in the online space. Had, oh, oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say you've had a lot happen in your life too, circumstances. And, uh, 
how have they contributed to that? Yeah, um, I'm certainly, you know, I'm like every other human being. I have no stranger to adversity. Um, my childhood was very uh, unstable. We were um, very poor. I was really severely abused as a, a teenager, young teen, um, hospitalized and then removed from my family. I was rejected by my culture because I'm, bl- well, I was blonde, now I'm gray, uh, blonde hair, blue eyed. Uh, I'm a um, native uh, ancestry and spent some time living on reserve, but didn't look like I fit in. So I had, you know, had those kinds of rejections and, um, trauma as a child that started me off, you know, as an adult, I said, I had a really good adult life or have a really good adult life. Um, and I always said, it was like, it was like, it was because my childhood was just wrought with all this kind of like trauma (laughs) that I got to like, I, you know, I met a wonderful man and we have a great family. I was like, anything I wanted to do, I was able to do. But what I soon learned when I, and so five years ago, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And in that time of uh, journey of exploring what that, the whole situation, which is a whole other podcast, what I learned was the majority of how I had been responding in life, no matter how conscious I thought I was, no matter how intentional I had been living my life. I had great relationships with my family. We had moved through forgiveness, like all of that kind of stuff. I was a large part of how I was behaving was really out of a trauma response. Yeah. And, and that there became some really deep learning. So those are kind of the highlights, I think, with a few other things thrown yeah. in. Thank you for sharing that because, you know, it, it, it does really make a difference, you know, when we're telling our stories and that vulnerability and honesty of you being able to share, you know, where you've come from, I think will really make a difference as you, we even go through the conversation today because it's going to inform why it is that you do what you do today mm-hmm. and how you are sourcing from your future self. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and that's really a huge difference where you were. Well, that's and that's really where what where the click was for me. So in the first part of my adult life, I was just looking at forward, right? Anything I wanted to do, however, if I if somebody else could do it, I, I still believe then it's for me too. If somebody else has achieved mm-hmm. it, it's for me too. If it comes to my mind, it's for me. Why not try? But here's the thing. I did not look back. I did not have, I did not have any respect or consciousness about the impact of the past. So now, you know, I'm in this kind of like introspective reflective journey because of breast cancer, as much as I wanted to reject that, not the breast cancer. Yes. But what it meant, like all the pieces Mm -hmm. that it meant, what happened is now I'm like spending some time healing, really healing some trauma healing. And now I'm, I'm seeing that what's happening is most of us get stuck in that space. When we start to heal the trauma, when we start to really like when we're safe enough to start digging in and seeing how it's really showing up in our life, it can, we can stay there. And so where's this forward piece, right? Where's this future piece? How could we unpack the past and learn from that in a real impactful way that changes your soul, right? Changes everything and really anchor into the future and not. And so that is really the sweet spot. So I love your topic. Mm -hmm. Because that's what gets me jacked is this anchoring <laughs> into the future is taking, taking the past, which is so funny because my husband who loves history, he loves past everything for the majority of our uh, married life. He would say to me, you know, he would, it would, he would find it so boring. Cause he's like, you don't, you don't care about history. You don't care about 
you know, we'd go on holidays and he'd want to go, like we went to Italy, he wanted to do all the things about history, right? And he made me swear. I would not complain. I would not roll my eyes. I would not, because I'm like, ugh. <laughs> and so now he's like, oh my gosh, you 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 get why history is so important. So uh, it's kind of a funny story between him and I, but really understanding that we can't live there. We need to unpack some of that. Yeah, absolutely. Most of it at some point. <laughs> yeah. But we can't live there. So how do we step into that future self? Ooh, that's good. We'll come back to Okay. That. We will come back to that. Yeah, that's good. Jessica Jovanovich. Hello. My friend, my friend. Tell us a little bit about, I mean, you've been, you've been a guest. So the listeners know you. They probably love you. Oh, you've been, thanks, uh, you know, this is your second, <laughs> second appearance on the Courage cast, um, which then you got to know I love you or I'll see you in here twice. But tell us about yourself and who you serve. Well, I'm happy to be back. Thanks for having me back. And that episode we did before was great. So, um, We'll touch on some of that today, I'm sure. But like Andrea said, I'm Jessica Jovanovich, and I am a strategy and soul coach focused heavily on manifestation. And so I'm kind of like Kimberly. I'm like, how do I introduce myself? Well, <laughs> and then I think of like, do I share random facts? No, okay, we'll, we'll keep this serious. Um, no, so, okay, how this happened. So now I'm a, I'm a coach for entrepreneurs, but that's not where I started. I actually started, I, I've always kind of been an entrepreneur and always kind of been obsessed with identifying difference makers in life. Like what equals happiness? What equals results? How do we move? the needle? How do we get from where we are to where we want to be? And like a big dreamer, but also a whole bunch of drive. So trying to find the balance of that. And so then when I started in network marketing, oh, 11 or so years ago, that was like the real time where I wanted to test all of this out. And in network marketing, everybody gets a similar strategy. Like this is how you do the thing, but it does not equal consistent, predictable results for everybody at all. And so I was implementing kind of this strategy and soul combo that I had identified, I guess, almost accidentally for my life, just because I'm a nerd and had tried to pay attention to the difference makers. And I got great results. I was able to build up pretty quickly in a couple of years, but I didn't realize how, how cool that combo approach was until people started reaching out. Like, <clears throat> how did you do that? How can I pick your brain? Can I take you to lunch? And that eventually led into this coaching situation because I saw people trying so hard and putting in so much effort and not getting results. Or I saw people wanting to focus on the inner work, the soul component, and not knowing how to take action. In fact, I would hear people be like, well, how do I like manifest and feel good? I feel good. And then I've got to like shift into a different gear to go to work. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is like one in the same. This is about who you are being. And so that's where the manifestation component comes in, where we've got to have our energy, our belief dialed in and be taking action that's congruent with the results that we desire. So that's what I geek out about, teach people how to do all the time now, how to really take a combo approach to have results without and, and really grow your business without that struggle and burnout. And, you know, like nerd facts about me, I am all about just, I, I love life. So ways to access and feel joy in the day-to-day -day mm. is a big thing I geek out about. So like, in addition to helping people get results in their business, I, my clients will say like how it's impacted their life. And the best thing is when people are like, I'm just so much happier. I live a more fulfilled, joyful life. And that's really what manifestation is all about because it's just intentionally designing your life. So that's who I am, how I help people. I also like love candy. I have a Frenchie, love my husband, have three amazing kids. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're a hockey mom. I'm a hockey mom. My son just won the championship this weekend. I'm still, I'm still, I still feel the, the buzz from it. Like I'm still shaking from watching that final game. It went into overtime. Oh my gosh. So it was, (laughs) it was wonderful. It was wonderful. You know, and you've overcome some things too, like you, your manifestation journey, like, you know, what brought you to that? Like what, what in, was the catalyst to, to get you to learn about that and implement that in your own life? Yeah. So there's kind of like two parts to it. So to keep it brief, one was just the type of kid that I was having so much drive and determination. Like I was like in eighth grade wondering about my college application. Will this look good on my college application? Can someone track down NYU and let me know what I need to have? Like what eight-year-old thinks about that? I just am a nerd, you guys. And so there was so much drive, but then there's this missing what about me? Like for what? I'm I'm checking all these boxes, getting this, these hard classes for, for what, for what, for what, for what, what's the point? Like, what am I after? And so there was kind of this breaking point where almost everything in my life had gone awry all at this one moment. And I realized that something, something wasn't right, that you can accomplish all these things, but there was still that missing part of for what. And so that's when I started looking for something different, something deeper. And I actually kind of by accident started stumbling across different books and where I started to develop the language that I was experiencing with manifestation. And then if we fast forward a few years, I went through a really painful divorce and there was a lot that went on behind closed doors that, you know, I don't really talk about publicly. That was very, very painful. And it was this opportunity for me to really put into practice what I had learned. It's one thing to do it in a business. It's one thing to do it for yourself, but this was like a whole different level. And I really have created a life that I am so thrilled to be living that I absolutely love. And then that brought me to meeting this incredible man, my husband today, who is just like the best. We have a happy and healthy marriage. And that wasn't what my eyes were set on. It was kind of a natural byproduct when we prioritize intentional creation of our life. So those Mm. hard points in my life, kind of going into adulthood and realizing, wait, what's all this work for? Kind of looking for this deeper meaning and then being in this really excruciating, heart-wrenching time in my life where again, kind of met with, I have all these accomplishments, but what else do I want to be implementing? What kind of life do I want to create? Mm, That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Tyler. The man of the hour here is joining all these women. His wife is about to uh, give birth to their third baby. Well, it's not actually baby because your daughter's not a baby. Uh, She is 10. (laughs) But your third child, you guys are raising an amazing family. Um, And uh, Mael is (laughs) almost, almost about to to pop here yeah. so thanks for being here. i'm so glad <laughs> i know i messaged you a few days ago and i was like i may or may not have a baby in my hand while we're recording this so <laughs> <laughs> now now she's well, just in the delivery room but he he stepped outside for this yeah that was really happening but it couldn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very easily, very easily kind of. Okay, so tell us a little bit about who you are and who you serve. Yeah, so I I firmly believe that like who we are, like we do come into this world with a gift and like a piece of us that we're like meant to serve. But I think that the ways that we employ that gift always evolves. And that's another like essence of who you are. So I think my gifts 
that I've uncovered so far is just like a huge heart for kindness and also as a creative. Um, but the ways in my life that I've, I guess, implemented that or been able to share those gifts has been as a father, you know, as a son, as a brother, um, as a husband, and uh, also as an entrepreneur and a business owner. And um, so, yeah, that's a bit of who I am. And then who I serve um, is also forever evolving for nine years. I documented people's weddings uh, with photo and video and um, then I did marketing and branding for a long time. And now I'm a coach. And, um, even when I started with coaching, it was much more around like how to, I wanted to teach people how to have peace and happiness along the journey. Cause like you were talking about Jessica, that was something for me too, that was missing for a really long time. And, um, but as I've gotten into this, seeing what I have learned in the past now coming up in new ways and supporting people um, with their businesses and their marketing. And so it's really, it's like forever evolving. Um, but I, I guess if I had to boil it down to, my goal is to serve those who serve others and to help them mm. kind of unfold and be who they're meant to be. Yeah. You talk a lot about legacy. Mm -hmm leaving a legacy. What does that mean to you? Legacy is what we leave behind. Um, and that is not, not just what we leave behind when we are not here anymore, but also what we leave behind in every interaction we have, mm -hmm. you know, on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. That's good. You know, you know, that's real. That's really good. I know, right? <laughs> Thanks. We need to, Can we need I write that down? <laughs> write it down. You know, what's cool, it's so full circle, is that the person who came up with the name Legacy Coach is Kimberly. We were on a call and she's like, I think you're a Legacy Coach. I wouldn't even be really having this conversation without that. Oh. Wow. That's, that's cool. cute. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting to me because when we think about, like, you guys have, things that you've each brought up like intentionality um around you know healing and uh and using our story and using what's happened and and not not bypassing you know that healing place but also then creating a life that we we do love so that we can leave an indelible mark on others i think is so important you know you guys are all parents um grandparents i'm the only single non kid i've got a dog that counts and uh <laughs> it does count but you know it's really something very interesting that has actually um i've been ruminating on for for quite some time now and and that is you know when i'm thinking about sourcing from the future and i'm thinking about myself i'm like well i don't know that i'm going to you know biologically have any children at this point in in the game if i do i'd be a big surprise to me um but when I think about that, I'm like, okay, well, how do I leave, you know, behind mm. this, this legacy? And I've realized that it's, it's not about just having your own kids and about, uh, it's about energetically what we're putting out into the world and how we are allowing ourselves to be. So what I do in my life is going to impact generations and generations 
even if it's not through my own biological mm-hmm. children. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, you know, there, there used to be a time where I was like, well, I don't know how to source from the future or think about like my future because it's like, it feels like it's just me solitary. And so somebody may, you know, um, connect with one of us on this, on the conversation, be like, you know, I'm at this stage of my life or I'm this stage of my life or this stage. And, you know, it doesn't matter what stage of life you are or where you're at you get to leave something, a mark on the world. And how we live and create our lives really makes a difference. It really does. So I just wanted to... I really like what Tyler yeah. said, though, about... Like, in the past, I would have thought of legacy as, like, something you leave behind, like, when you pass on, right? Like, I think the majority of us think of it in that bigger kind of macro way, but really as, like, the legacy of, like, every interaction you're having you're leaving some kind of imprint or some kind of uh, ripple effect, right? So really looking at those as legacy moments as well. I think that's really powerful too, because it allows us to be more intentional. Mm -hmm. Sometimes this idea of legacy seems so far off, like you almost cross your fingers and hope at your funeral, they get it right or that you got it right. (laughs) But then this way, it's like, oh, every interaction, that really allows us to be accountable for how am I showing up? Who am I being? What's the energy I'm putting out there? If that's how we're talking about legacy, that's more tangible. That's something we can adjust if we don't totally dig it right now. That's that's something really exciting to think about. That's why it's definitely going on a post-it note. Right? Yeah, it's it's powerful because your, your ripples that you are creating every day in this ocean we call life, they are things that are also self-sustaining. So it's like every moment there's an opportunity to create a ripple that will self-sustain into the future, into other people's lives that you will never, ever know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it's like a, what it's like, yeah, with awesome power comes awesome, awesome responsibility. It's not quite the, the quote, but <laughs> it's um, it, in that that's awareness. That's the Tyler quote. That's, that's the Tyler, the Tyler one. <laughs> yeah, everything's awesome. I have kids that like Legos. <laughs> you know you know (laughs) so uh but yeah it's it's you recognize that i mean if we even if somebody does have kids there are moments and i this happens to me where like i can look back and be like you know what that in that moment the ripple that i made did not lead to the type of legacy i want to leave so it's in those moments with kids and different interactions like i was on a podcast with our mutual friend, Corey Phelps, and she was, we were talking about legacy and she was like, yeah, if you're, you know, in traffic and you flip somebody off, it's like, you don't know what, like what impact they may have on their life or what, how that energy will carry through. And it's, um, you know, to answer, bring it back to this, uh, tell me again on, um, what it is the, the taking from your future sourcing. sourcing. Especially from your future. Yeah. That's it's just, this is like one filter to be able to say like mm-hmm. and there's something about legacy that automatically makes it not about you that I think is really powerful. Um, but that's a way to be able to kind of yeah, future pace like what could this create for my life mm-hmm. and also for those oh, yeah. around. So let let's let's go there because I would love to hear when you think of each of your lives and you know the work you're doing right now, what is that what is that future imprint that you are believing are you're you're making right now 
Kimberly, oh. what would you say for you? Dang, pick me first. I was just sitting in that, uh, in that question. She was just like, she was like, yeah. Like thinking, <laughs> ask me that. She's going to go journal on that and be back <laughs> in an hour. <laughs> Let me Google that answer. Uh, question again. Andrew. Even better. <laughs> When you think about the the mark that you're making right now, like what what is that what is that ripple effect that you are making? You know, I think the ripple effect that I am making is that equipping the kind of next generation and uh, coming up, those that are coming up, to be able to carry on this bigger messaging about i know there's a business aspect to it right like we're all building businesses and er earning income and creating wealth but there's this bigger picture of i want to say like it's like a gathering of the masses so that getting the message out that people do not have to stay with which they are born into or stuck into that there's Mm -hmm. a way out and as we all create these messages and so it really just helps kind of create that collective consciousness but also the more people that do it is that the more it comes into the awareness of the next person that maybe doesn't understand that their life can be different. And so right now for me, my real um, focus is on uh, building up coaches to be able to help facilitate that forward movement at the same time as working through the, the past stuff, right? Helping people remove and release those past anchors to source and move into their future as opposed to just telling people what to do. Right. So this is kind of like, now I'm going to kind of get a little harsh on the coaching industry uh, because their coaches are, we all, there's a a million of them in all different kinds. Uh, But I come from a place where we, uh, where I actually was trained on uh, conversation, like how to facilitate actual conversation internally, instead of telling people what to do. Right. So, so many times we're called to coach from our own experiences but we don't actually know how to help somebody else discover their process because it's it's not about me telling you, you know, Andrea, this is how I got through ABC. So this is what you need to do. That is not going to be helpful mm-hmm. to you. All that does is keeps continuing the story in your head that you're not good enough where you're at, right? You're still externally sourcing. So that's kind of where I'm at in this phase of my life, my age, my profession, and taking all of those years of lived experience, professional training, and my own personal kind of growth and opinions. Mm -hmm. So it's really about like equipping somebody else and giving them the tools to be able to like source for themselves. It's like, you know, say, give them a fish feed them for a day it really is a jesus mantra right (laughs) you're welcome that's good too add that to the post-it note (laughs) and that's really where i feel because for years like i worked for years frontline with people in the trenches and that is not my space anymore i've even tried it in the Mm -hmm. online space i even tried to but that's my i i'm now at a place where i feel like i'm equipping soldiers i'm equipping uh, the next generation of um coaches I'm doing it in the online space and that's new for me because I'm a brick and mortar business. I've had three brick and mortar businesses. So, um, yeah. No, I love that. And you know, it's so funny because there's so much of why I went into coaching was for that reason, because I was working within the church and it was all about telling them what to do Mm -hmm. and telling them how to lead and how to be better leaders instead of, teaching them how to figure that out for themselves. And that's where I was like, this is not working. 
So I love how you are taking that and taking it a step further and saying, okay, and I'm going to teach coaches how to do that in a, in a really beautiful way. So that's, that's awesome. Uh, Jessica, ripple effect. How are you like throwing those pebbles in the pond and exciting to think about, you know, something that I've said to my clients before, and something that if I really think about like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? That will bring tears to my eyes is, is really helping people own their power, live in their power. Mm-hmm. I think that so many times Amen. people, yes, <laughs> so many times people I'm about to have church up in here. <laughs> I like it. The podcast church. So like so many times people are outsourcing their powers because they're not either, they're not trusting themselves. They're looking for somebody else to tell them what to do. Maybe that's a church that they grew up in. And that was what was modeled. Don't trust yourself. Someone else has the answer or, uh, and there's so many different ways that this shows up, but I find that again and again and again in my coaching, it's like getting back to helping the person own their own power, stand in their power. And from that place, you have alignment, which then will help you determine through intuition and from that clarity, the next aligned step for you. That mm-hmm. is a million times more powerful than anybody giving suggestions. Yeah. So when I, I can you know, help people stand, learn how they can stand in their own power, I believe that the ripple effect of that changes the world. And that's what I have mm-hmm. said, like, out loud to myself and that, that helps me and, and causes me to be committed to this work and to my own progress and my own expansion so that I can be clear in what I'm doing and help other people, um, stand in their power too. So that, that, that ripple just continues on and on and on. Mm -hmm. The beautiful thing about when people are standing in their own power is, is they let go of the comparison. Mm -hmm. They let go of the need to, to be competitive because they are sourcing from within and finding Mm -hmm. the answers. Like one of the things I was thinking uh, this morning as I was journaling, actually, I I had had kind of a, felt like a, a rough weekend where it was just like, oh, just the weight of like life. And this morning I woke up and I was putting on some music and I was listening. I was just having this quiet time. And I remember just thinking, feeling this like divine presence uh, and just like completely permeating my whole being Mm. and how connected I can be to the divine, to source, to God, whatever people refer to that. Um, and when I am connected into that place and I'm in my own power and I'm sourcing from that place, I'm not worried about what other people mm-hmm. are doing. I'm not worried about, you know, whether or not I'm here or there or the next place because I know whatever's coming through me is because it's coming through that that place, that divine source, you know, collective consciousness whatever it is you term. And so I love that. I think that just helps us to be able to stand in our own power. Um, And people sometimes get caught up in wearing it. Was it my power? Is it God power? Is it, you know, it's like, well, whatever kind of, you know, it's all the same, but when we're connected in, we're plugged in, that's, that's where it's coming from. Well, and I think, oh, can I, I wanted to add something to that. Like no matter what word you describe, whether it's God, higher power, source, inner being, it's that, that point of clarity within yourself. So whether that's where you're communing with God, the universe with yourself, it's, there's an undeniable moment of clarity that you and peace and stillness that is an indication that you're owning your power. And then from there, yeah, yeah, that, that comparison, it's Mm -hmm. not relevant. That fear of judgment doesn't come up because you are 
in your clarity or in your zone. And so what comes out is just authentic and real and true. It's not the second guessing, the second thoughts or any of that. It's just, and and that's how you can kind of know for yourself if you're there or not. And the more you practice it, the easier it is to be in that place and to go there first when then you have a decision to make, or you're wondering what to do to grow your business, or you're wondering how to heal from this wound from the past. Like what is the right journey from you? It's practicing. Okay. Now I can tell I'm in my power. I'm accessing that clarity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is, you know, we hear so often that it's like, okay, just go to a strategy or like try to do this or try this thing, you know, which is puts us back into that, you know, try, 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 try versus wait and allow, you know, in that allowing space. So I love that. Tyler, what ripple effect are you making? Yeah, I get, well, before I answer, I would just, uh, I liked what Jessica said about people outsource their power. So I think what gets part of the the punchline of this is like you source your future by insourcing your power. Mm. That was pretty good. <laughs> Tyler, just showing up with the quotes, right? <laughs> we're all gonna be. We're I, all gonna I be did not know this. These. Yes, I did not know this about you, my friend. Right. I'll share another one. Yesterday, I thought this of this one I could add, which was the most selfless thing you could ever do is love yourself. Which I guess is uh-huh. my answer in a way, is I have a commitment mm-hmm. now to like love myself so that I can come from that place deeper within when I support people. Why do you think that helps? Well, the loving yourself part. Yeah. I want to make sure that even without my words, the energy I bring into any interaction is a sense where people can feel when they leave it in some way loved. Right. And in that space, recognizing their own power, their own connection to another power that's already within them. Um, But I know even for me in the past, when I haven't fully loved myself, if 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 I was in a conversation where I was trying to in some way have that conversation be proof that I was worthy of love or something. Right. And I was in that space of ego or validation or approval i was like directly disconnected from that deeper part of me right the flow or the source or communion with god and so um and i mean really that's what legacy has done for me is it like right away taps me into this isn't about me But that's why that's so important is it is then then I don't need anything from anybody else. And then I get to just show up. I love that. And I think that's the that's the thing, right? Like when we love ourselves, then we're not looking for everybody else to bring in fill those spots. All of these things. Yeah. Those deficiencies and the weird things yeah. that we do to overcompensate for those deficiencies. It it takes us off our path. It takes us out of our power. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Causes all sorts of confusion. And why do you think, Kimberly, that that like when we think about like, you know, the past and, and trauma, why do you think that that people tend to want to go back down that road instead of like maybe, you know, loving ourselves? What why do you think people are stuck there? I think people get stuck in the ish and the muck of it. That's what I think. I think that it it can be, you know, and and you know, 
I started off this uh, interview with you sharing a real significant trauma, right? Like it's like, it's a kind of blood and guts kind of, but trauma is really just something that shakes us. It can be anything. It could be as simple as your first day of school and leaving your family for the first time. That could be something that sticks within your, your cells, your DNA. Um, and so I think because we, so when we go back to those places, there's some, there's some emotions that are there that need to be either released or expressed or well, and all of those things as well as the learnings. Right. And then taking the, that time to really be able to say, okay, what are the learnings in that, that now, if that hadn't happened or how would that serve me in these ways? Right. Um, And I just think that as human beings, we have a tendency to stay in the muck longer than we need to. It's like, we feel like we need to like, like stay and swirl in it. And, you know, we've all had spins. You mentioned like this weekend, it was a little bit of a heavier weekend for you. So if all of that combines, it can really, it can really keep you stuck for a while. You know what I mean? And so, um, I don't know that we intentionally want to stay in those places. Um, I, I think that the, the, the unconscious part of our, our subconscious mind is always trying to protect us and reinforce things that we don't really want to believe anymore. So there's a lot of different factors that can play. Um, some people are really used to taking, this is a really, this is going to be a bold statement, people. Some people, <laughs> some people are used Put to, on a post note. right? <laughs> some people are so used to being a victim of circumstance, whatever it is of an external mm-hmm. thing that that's where they get their power from. And so they stay in those places. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. When you move past victimhood, Jessica, and you are creating a life you love, where, where are you going? Like, how are you doing that? Like maybe someone is in that place where they have identified, um, as a victim and now, now no longer do. And they're like, okay, I want to create something out of my life. And, and I'm not sure exactly how to do that or where to start. What would you say to them? You know, I think that's a great question. I think there's several answers to it. But I think I want to say this first, that having gone through lots of different types of traumas of varying degrees in my own life as well, which I think every human has, I think it is important to get clear for yourself what is the modality of healing that's appropriate for you. Mm -hmm. You know, is it, do you need to go to some talk therapy? Is there another type of therapy? Like go get the help that you need. You are worthy and deserving of that help. And sometimes Mm -hmm. that's therapy. Sometimes there's a book that will bring about that healing. There's varying ways that you can um, experience it, but it's not one size fits all. So I want to say that as kind of the the overall principle here. Yeah. Now, when you're yeah. at this point where like I actually had, and I know you've heard this story, I may have even shared it on our podcast episode where I had gone to London for a weekend, like literally flew 10 hours, was only there for two nights, three days away from my three little, little kids. And it was, I was finally away from all the noise of my life for just a short time. And I thought I was going to have this fabulous trip. I had my my camera, I had rented a lens. I was a photographer before I started in network marketing. And instead I was there and was alone with my thoughts and realized how off course my life was. And a big theme of that was that I was continually living as a victim to my life. Mm -hmm. That although I had such a desire to be happy, it was like this 
I, I kept going back into the cycle of like, I want to live a happy, fulfilled life. Oh, but look at all this shit that's happening. That's holding me back and going back and back. And there was something about that where it hurt bad enough while I was walking up the steps into the museum, <laughs> sobbing with an umbrella and my photographer as this tourist that I, it was this line in the sand moment where something had to change. And when I flew home, my life was never, ever, ever the same again, but what really changed, it wasn't just this heart, heart tug trip, it was, I decided it was time for me to take responsibility for my life. Oh, that I could no longer sit and point at who had done what to me and why I was in what situations and what this relationship was doing. And instead, if I were to take back my own power, that also meant I had to take responsibility for how I was showing up, how I was reacting, responding, take my healing into my own hands. And that changed everything. But that had to be the principle for me. Number one, 100% responsibility for my life. That didn't mean that things that had actually happened to me were my fault, but I was taking ownership of how I was responding and what I was doing next. So it was kind of this energy of, of acknowledging what is, and then saying, and now what? And mm -hmm. I had never had the true forward. And now what I'm in charge. I'm the authority here. I'm creating something new. That, that was the shift. Oh, so as beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Kimberly. So really that, yeah. that was the, the biggest change for me. That's powerful. But a, but a big change, but let me say this too. You, you don't have to wait for a, a big thing to happen. You don't have to wait till this weird trip to London that like gives you this awakening. You can hear this podcast and you can decide, Hey, I'm ready to own my power a little more. I'm ready for my healing journey. I'm ready to change the legacy that I'm living. And you can decide in this moment that you're going to shift. And again, yeah. prioritize your clarity and maybe yeah. take this responsibility of what you're wanting to experience in your life and start now. Don't wait for this big, huge earthquake of a situation. You can just simply decide now. And, you know, to that, because I, I love how you're, you're both just express that. But I also think with that, it's like oftentimes people are thinking, well, when I get to this place, then I will be able to own and I'll move past it. You're owning and taking responsibility in every step of the journey. So if it's, you know, actually uh, saying, okay, I, I, I feel like I've been a victim in my life and I need to go to therapy and I need to work through that, you're taking ownership. Mm -hmm. If you have gotten the healing you needed and you're moving past that and you're working in a different modality and you're getting a different type of healing and transformation in your life, you're taking ownership. And when you start to, you know, work in your life in a, in a new way through manifestation, you're taking ownership. And I want to say that to people because I think sometimes we think we got to wait. We're waiting until this like elusive time where it's like, okay, now, okay, now, okay, now, you know, mm -hmm. like, and no, it's, it is now. Yeah. This moment you get to take responsibility and you get to take charge and you get to say, yeah, this from here right now, I'm, I'm owning this. Tyler, for you, what does that look like when you think about like, you know, you're a dad, you're a husband, you know, when you think about taking ownership in your life, like, what does that look like? Um, and how does that make a difference in your, in your business and in your family? Yeah. Um, well, I, similar experience of Jessica, there was a moment, a very specific moment when the cosmic two by four hit me hard enough 
that I listened and realized something really needed to change. Um, and if I look at those, you know, as those different chapters of my life it, before, you, you know, Jessica, you talked about blame. Um, and it's like when you blame others, it takes the you kind of out of your breakthrough and it is taking that ownership. And uh, I kind of wanted to ask Jessica a question, if that's okay, which was, what is, did you have to recognize the like power within you before you could take it, right? Because if someone, you know, if they're pointing out there and looking for people to blame in the most subtle ways, when you bring it into yourself and you recognize, oh, this is up to me, you have to like, one, have compassion for not being able to have that before. And then two, also recognize how powerful you are. How, it, to what degree did you have to believe in yourself before you were able to kind of take ownership? Well, you know, again, that's a great question. And I think it'll be different for everyone, but I do believe when we have these cosmic two by four experiences, when we have these moments where the bullshit can subside, like for me, I had to be in a different country and away from the noise. We have an uncovering of who we really are because this work isn't about trying to be someone we're not. It doesn't mean that we are broken. Like it's a remembering, a coming home an expanding of who we really are. And so I think in those moments we can sense that. So we don't have to overcomplicate it. We already have the power and it's just then making a decision of I'm ready for something new. And then the steps will, and, you know, and, and I would just like to add, so for the person that's maybe like before having the awareness, if you don't know, you don't know what you don't know. And once you start stepping into this place where you're like wondering about the noise or like you get in a place and you're like, wait, I haven't heard this kind of, I haven't heard myself. I haven't heard my own thoughts or whatever it is. You've already, that shift, that change is already starting because you've gone from like not knowing, right? Because there's people that aren't, in that it's not even within their realm at this point. But as soon as that internal shift is made so subtly that they start maybe being curious, why am I being angry all the time or whatever? Why am I not happy? I have this, 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 that shift has already taken place. So where those moments of clarity shows up for each individual is different. It could be, yeah, a slam across the, I think yours was the back, I think, Tyler, right? That took you like, Mine was cancer or whatever. So it could be as minor as you going for a little trip on the weekend. I had a absolute wild moment on January 2nd, 2022 at 2 a.m. That absolutely blew my mind. I had gut-wrenching pain in the middle of the night. It made me get up and, and the awareness I had in that moment. Because you know what? Eight months before that, I had already started the little niggle thought, right? Somewhere deep down inside. So I think that that part we don't really see person to person. But when that little shift of like, you don't know what you don't know to like, what is that? That wonder, that's where the magic starts. Yeah, absolutely. Now I'm curious. I'm curious. What did you learn? Me? Yeah. Oh, I have a whole podcast on it, honey. It is gigantic. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she's like teasing with that. I, it, I, <laughs> I have recorded it in my private Facebook group. And then I have a, uh, my husband and I have a podcast together. And he, I, I am recording it and releasing it in that because it was pretty powerful. It was pretty powerful. <laughs> so okay, stay well, tuned. <laughs> yeah, I was like, talk about a story loop. <laughs> I want to, right there. I want to say something with what you said, Kimberly, because I think that's so key. Like, just if someone's listening to this podcast, 
you're already in the habit of wanting to understand yourself better. You're wanting to increase your awareness. And that journey is never done. It's not like all of a sudden you're there and it's perfect. It's like this beautiful little practice of like, what's capturing my attention? Oh, I'm curious about that. Oh, I'm going to lean into it. Like that's what, that's what transformation is all about. It's these little these little steps done, even if you have this cosmic wake up call, it's still these little steps that create the transformation. So you're, you're on your path. You're on your path. Mm. That's it. This is called the courage cast, right? Mm. I I think any, any transition in life always begins with a question. Could this be different? And sometimes the most courage you can have is just asking that question. And if you are here, you, you are already in that space of exploring and that that Mm -hmm. just listening to this is an act of immense courage. Mm -hmm. And what you guys didn't realize is I'm actually uh, interviewing you for, to become the host of the courage. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in. Oh wait, did I make 200th it? 200th episode. Guess what? New host. Hired ourselves. <laughs> yeah. They, no one else could ever host this, Andrea. We need you. <laughs> we need you to guide us all Thank along. You. Thank you. You know, it was so funny. I was thinking about, you know, um, where I've been. You know, you know, when you get to a milestone in life, you obviously look back, right? And the importance of, you know, looking at this sourcing from the future Um, for me, also looks back at episode one and also the year before episode one when I had this idea to have a podcast and an idea in my mind of how I wanted to, you know, empower other people and how to share stories of women who are overcoming these immense odds in their life and how things have shifted and changed Mm -hmm in 200 episodes because obviously I've shifted and changed in 200 episodes and the stories, um, some of them are very similar to one another, but yet so very different because it's lived experience from somebody who is telling their story and who is, you know, having that awareness as you guys have mentioned and, and being intentional with their lives. And and I think that's the beautiful part about when you think about sourcing, you know, from the future, it's like you realize that every step of courage that you have to take in your life is because at the end of you are, you are actually making these decisions from the future, Mm -hmm. from yourself in the future. And, and right now you get to live in the present, but you can either access from the past or you can access from the future. And when we're accessing always from the past, we are probably going to be making decisions that are not going to bring us into that courageous place. But when we're taking action from the future, it's going to help us to say, okay, yeah, I can get there. I can take one more step. I can keep moving forward. And when I think about, you know, like what is beyond the 200th episode? Like, do I have any more? I I think Alex and I talk about this in, in the 200th episode, which you're going to hear, um, on the 22nd. But, uh, it's all about like, is there more? Like, do I have anything else left to say? And, and I wonder about that sometimes. Like, I wonder like how much more growth is there? And I want, I want to ask you guys that question. And I want you to, to, to speak into that for yourselves even. Like when you think about your own life and how much more there is for you, what would you say? And I'm, I'm not going to ask anybody specifically to jump in this time. I'm going to let you so whoever wants to go first. I love this question so much. And it goes back to what we said about that, like 
you know, if you have this power inside of you, that is in some way, not you, you have a connection to something that is limitless. Like life is progressive. It is forever evolving. And you have that wonderful choice to continually grow and expand. And I, there, I, there is never a stop to it. Like forever available and expansive. Yeah, that's good. You know, I love that. And I want to clarify one thing because it's like, how much more is there? This isn't about to-dos. This isn't about the grind. This isn't about the work. This isn't about earning your worthiness, earning your worth, becoming enough. This is this sourcing from the future is this limit, limitless, beautiful, expansive place. And, you know, when we are in alignment, we're primed for max expansion. And frankly, life would be freaking boring if not. Like, how would we want to play this game of life if there was like, all right, you're already at the end. There you go. You passed go. You got $200. You're at the end of the candy land slide. Like all those things you're like, oh, that was fun. <laughs> like, that's not fun. We want more expansion. And who is it that I just heard Tony Robbins say this? Like, if you're not progressing, mm. you, you're not, what was the, it's, it's like, you're not happy. You're not alive. You don't feel alive. Growing, you're dying. It's, yeah, yeah. It's like people that progress. are progressing and intentionally putting their mind to progress are, are fulfilled. That's where our fulfillment is found because we are becoming more of who we already are. We're discovering who we already are. And we do have this choice where we can make decisions in our life based on limitation of the past, or we can tap into the unlimited possibility of the future. And every day we get to decide which direction do we want to go and the expansion do that. It's like way more fun. So I, to answer fully your question though, I think never ending, you just keep going while it feels good and just be on this journey of discovering showing up more authentically, more real. And you'll notice how your whole like soul just continually expands beyond what it was, you know, on episode one, episode 200, episode 2000. Well, I I'm think... inviting myself back. We'll be here. Episode 2000, <laughs> Andrea. I better be recording every day for that. <laughs> I think that's a, I think the one, two things that keep coming up to me is like, don't try not to be in a state of conclusion, a fixated mm -hmm. state of conclusion where you think you might think this is it. Instead, it again comes back to that curiosity, that explorative kind of question is like, what else is possible mm -hmm. that I haven't experienced, that I'm not aware of, that I haven't entertained? You know, again, it, 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 it pairs with what Tyler and Jessica said. It's, it's not about reaching a destination. It's really just the continued expansion for creating a life that you love now in the moment where you're feeling fulfilled, um, that you're making impact if that's what you're drawn to and influence and all those kinds of things. I, I think the removal of conclusion is really the beginning of the expansion and being that, that curious state. Love that. That's so good. That's so good. These are like, I mean, I don't even know what to do with all this. This is so good. That's, it's kind of blowing my mind, really. Uh, not that I'm, not that I'm surprised. I asked you guys on here for a reason. I knew that I was going to get this kind of magic. So I, I do appreciate it. Okay. So you know, can we uh, go about... on a speaking tour together? Should we, should we raise yeah, that next? We... <laughs> yep. Live retreat. Take this show on the <laughs> yes, road, <please>. people. <laughs> you know, I, I think, um, the person that's listening 
today, whoever is listening to this episode and however they stumbled upon this particular episode, which is 199. And, uh, you know, maybe you came because you listened to Jessica's podcast or you're part of Tyler's sphere of influence or you're in Kimberly's coaching program and you're listening to this. I, I want to invite you into this space for yourself to to really source from the future and to know that you already have everything you need right now. And the growth that you're going to experience is just going to keep going as as each of these amazing humans have said um i feel so honored to have like shared this time with you to uh, i when i think about moving forward myself and taking the podcast in in even a more expansive direction i'm so thankful and grateful that i get to do it with you guys and i'd love for you guys to leave even just one last um you know, morsel, anything that you want to say that you haven't already to share with the audience today? And there was silence. I, you know, I know, right? I was like, I'm not How going How in the first. world are the first. three of you quiet? But I'll go first. It, the morsel for the person listening or the people um, listening. First of all, uh, Andrea, I just want to say what a message of hope, how you explained um, and what you said uh just prior to this is that I've just really, I started to just feel the hope that you were leaving, um, and what you're imparting. So this is beautiful. Uh, but uh, what I would, I would, what I would always say is just start being curious. Just start with curiosity. I mean, it seems very simple. It is very simple. It's not easy, but be curious. Hmm. Yeah, it's good. All right. I can go next. And yes, I second what Kimberly said. I just was soaking up all of your last words, just in letting them feed my soul because you just always bring so much hope and soothing, mm-hmm. peaceful words on your podcast. So thank you for that. Um, mine are some questions. I think if we're that I that we can journal on, that we can ask ourselves. So it goes right along with that curiosity thing that if we're sourcing from the future, if that's the theme of this podcast, then we've got to start thinking a little differently too, right? And that's really about who are we being? And so we can say, who do I need to be to have the things that I desire? So instead of just trying to be in the same state and have a different type of life, we can kind of jump into that elevated state, that expansive state and say, who do I need to become? Who do I want to become? And that's like the most fun question. Who do I want to become? If everything's possible, if I'm picking from the possibility of the future where it's unlimited, who Mm -hmm. do I want to become? And then really saying from there, who would I be? What would I do if I already had this outcome I desired? And really dwell in that state on day to day. That kind of lets you get out of the um, mm-hmm. previously reinforced pattern of life. Yeah. Mm. Nice. Yeah, that's good. And I love you. I love all the <laughs> listeners. <laughs> can I add that? <laughs> yes. Can. I love it. Um, I guess the only thing is, as someone starts to really play with sourcing from your future, is uh, to let go. Of the need to have the answers in the entire roadmap. Mm. Um, I think for just, you know, grow, grow where you're planted to see what's the next right step. And I think the best way to figure out what the next right step is, is just to follow 
to the joy. I think the, the, the language of our intuition is joy and just look at what's the next thing that could bring joy and just follow those breadcrumb trails. Um, I think that's how I've sourced from the future is from that feeling of joy and then just going from there and being available and trusting. And it's when I have tried to have all the answers that I have had the most resistance. So that's just the last bit I would want to add. Um, mm, that's good. Oh, man. Thanks. You know, it's uh, when I was teaching back in my, I think my second year of teaching, I remember having this moment and I've shared it on the podcast before, but um, it's been a while. I remember having this moment when one of my students came in and was playing the guitar and he was uh, learning and he was getting better and better every time he came into the classroom and would play. And I, I had this moment when I was sitting there thinking that I wanted to be doing something different with my life. I didn't want to be a high school music teacher. I wanted to be a singer songwriter and I wanted to be on this stage and I wanted to be singing in front of thousands of people, lights on me. That was the goal. That was the dream. And I, I remember having this moment. I sat at the piano. Uh, I, I was, I feel like I just cry every time I think about it. And in the still quiet moment, I had this, the voice, this inner voice said to me, if you will invest into your students, you'll have a bigger platform than if you ever did it on your own. And I remember thinking um, that was the moment, that was the line in the sand for me where I, I said, okay, I'm not making this about me anymore. I'm making it about them. And 200 episodes in, and I th- don't know if I could have said it any better than Tyler. Um, I think it's about you as a listener. Um, and where you're going in your life and what you have to offer the world. And um, as long as I can, I'll keep bringing you episodes and amazing guests like these people here. But one of my gifts um, that I've known as as long as I can remember is not just courage, but is to encourage. And so if I can encourage, um, I'm gonna encourage these three amazing humans but I want you to hear something for you because whatever I'm going to say is probably for you too. So Kimberly, I am so grateful and thankful that you are in my life for your voice, for your uniqueness and for your ability to see past and beyond what others can see and speak truth and keep moving things forward and never, never saying die. You have this kind of energizer bunny about you where you're going to keep going and going and going. And I I find that so, um, that quality so inspiring. And I'm so grateful for you that you've continued to reach out and to be a friend and to be a mentor and and a coach. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you. And um, Jessica, I want to say thank you for continuing to impart wisdom into my life for leading and guiding in such a beautiful and magnetic way, showing me what is possible. And um, I'm continually inspired by your life. And so I want to thank you and Tyler for your ability to draw people in with such a kind Mm -hmm. heart and to speak words of wisdom in a way that don't 
that doesn't feel like it's forceful. It just feels like it's so beautiful and it's holding space for others in such a wonderful, wonderful way. And so I want to encourage the three of you as you go out and do amazing things and take brave steps in your own life that everyone listening can do the same. And um, I'm so grateful to have had you on the 199th episode of the Courage Cast. Thank you. Thank you. As I ball my face off. Well, <laughs> the thanks, guys. Stopped? As the recording stops. Well, it's still recording. <laughs> but I won't play this part. <laughs> oh, thank yeah. you so much. That was beautiful. That was a really exciting episode. I'm excited to yeah. hear it. Me too. Me too. I kind of knew. I was like, I'm, I'm like, there's going to be magic to happen. I feel like in the past couple episodes, I've just ha- come in with uh, an openness for this magic, and magic has happened mm. each and every time. And I'm, I'm, I even though I said it on you know the recording, but I am truly grateful and honored to have you, and I'm grateful that you're in my life and honored that you're in my life. So. I just want to honor what you do in the world and um, say thank you. We love you. You're thank you for letting us care of you. <laughs> okay, friends. I have all the warm fuzzies right now. And honestly, I have never felt so grateful for the people in my life and for you as well. Even if we've never met in person before, I want to thank you for being on the journey with me. And I would love to connect with you over on Instagram. You can find me at at Andrea Crisp Coach or the podcast at at the dot Courage Cast. And I'm also going to make sure to have the links for Kimberly, Jessica and Tyler in the show notes so that you can connect with them as well. Listen to their podcasts, watch their all their amazing things on social media. And I just want to thank them for hanging out with me. Our 200th episode airs on February 22nd, 2022, and I cannot wait to to share it with you. So don't forget that we're going to be doing a giveaway. And if you share an episode by screenshotting that you've listened to it and tag me on Instagram, you're going to be entered into the giveaway. Another way you can do that is by rating, reviewing, and subscribing. Screenshot that as well and tag me. And you'll be entered in for a bonus entry. So until next time, remember, you have everything you need to live bravely. If you like this episode of The Courage Cast, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a rating and review. And while you're there, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Original music by Stephen Crilly, production by Claudia Hennock.